It's a bitch hunt. 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 So Jacob, uh, what things do you possess that were once possessions of famous people? Uh, we, we 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 talked about this earlier, Luke, and that was not the the route we were going. We were gonna <laughs> we were gonna talk about our our best celebrity encounters or the closest we've come to meeting a famous person. Remember? I forgot. Okay, because that that is more specific than I think we could force Will into talking about. Um, the most, fa- <laughs> the, <laughs> the closest I've come to meeting a famous person, um, outside of meeting several members of the Minnesota Twins at various Twins events through the years, is uh, is actually a, a signed shoe, uh, signed by Indiana Pacers legend Jeff Foster. Mm. Wowie! Uh, when you think pro basketball players. Uh-huh. You think Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. You think Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. You think... Jeff Foster. Former Indiana Pacer Jeff Foster. That's right. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Luke, but uh, there was a period in Jeff Foster's career when he had the... Was it the second longest streak of games with at least one steal in the NBA? <laughs> I believe that's true, Jacob. <laughs> he was up- and at one point in time... He also had on his foot the shoe that you the, own. The shoe that I own and proudly display in my apartment, I think. <laughs> I, I definitely have it. Wow. That is just a, a stunning celebrity near encounter. Will, what do you have? Uh, I've been racking my brains for this, you know? Um, Ever since we brought it up a minute ago? Yeah, let's see. Um, well... There was one time when I was hanging out in the airport and... Yeah, as you do. um, uh, This is a good story. And uh, (laughs) Wallace Shawn was there. Wow! Wallace Shawn, famous as... uh, For his role as... Vicini in uh, The Princess Bride? Yeah. Did you meet him? Yeah. Mr. Inconceivable himself? Yeah, right. He, he came up to me and he said, You there! I really like the look of your hair! <laughs> I said, thanks, So Mr. this Sean. is a fake story. <laughs> this, is, this is a completely made-up so story. So you just made this up? You just made this up on the spot. No, no. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, okay, the weird thing is, Will, <laughs> I think that didn't Wallace Shawn come to the college that we both attended while we were attending yeah, college there? Yeah, he was, he was on campus, but I thought that was something that you yourself could also have said, and it was more interesting for me to have met him at an airport. And Fair said, enough. And, and said, exchanged actual dialogue with me. To to your credit, Will, uh, the story was plausible to me for a little while because of that reason. <laughs> like, yeah. I figured maybe you had been flying somewhere and just happened to be coming back into... MSP on the same day that Wallace Shawn was coming in for his talk. Yeah, and he saw my beautiful curly locks, and he right. he said, "You there? I like your hair." 
Yeah, I mean. And then I said, "Thank you, Wallace." And then, and then he, and then he said, um, "May I take a snippet of your hair for my collection?" And then I, uh, and then uh, I, I, I didn't have some scissors, so I was like, "You're just gonna have to pull it out." And he's like, "Okay." And then he pulled it out, and it really, really hurt. But he still uh, emails me from time to time uh, with little pictures of uh, my hair uh, in his hair collection. Oh, that's so nice. On his mantelpiece. Wow, well, yeah, that is nice. I thought maybe you were going to say that he sends you pictures of like him on vacation with it, as if your locket of hair was uh, was like a flat Stanley that he brought different places with him. Yeah, I thought you were going to say he's been sending you pictures of him using it as a <laughs> it's merchant. Funny. It's funny you should, you should say that, Jacob, because um, he, he does have little, little outfits, little hair outfits that he'll, he'll sometimes take them out with him, you know? Because you don't want to be alone on the red carpet, am I right? Psh. That's true. It's, We've all been there. It's very true, man. Since so many of our movies have been turned into major Hollywood blockbusters. That yeah. is such an awkward experience. Well, but what I take away from this story is Wallace Shawn's a freak. Which, uh, he seems like a is pretty dander. Is his last really, <laughs> really Shawn? Yeah. S-H-A-W-N. Wallace Shawn. I don't think that's true. Yeah. It is literally 100% true. You can look it up if you want to, but you're just going to have egg on your face. While you're looking that up, Luke, what's your story? Well, Yep, I was wrong, everybody. <laughs> and uh, my story is, I guess the closest I've come is to any celebrities looking up Wallace Shawn <laughs> on the internet just now. <laughs> now, that can't possibly be true, Luke. You, you have no, a- I actually do. I have an airport story as well. Okay. When I was in... Second grade, the governor of our great state of Minnesota was oh no way former wrestler, bodybuilder, actor Jesse Ventura. Jesse the body, and he was on my airplane. He was on your very. He was on your airplane. Yep, coming home from Florida to visit my grandparents. Um, he was there in first class, and I was like back a ways, and he was reading newspaper articles about himself. <laughs> And he was mouthing the words to himself as he read. That's amazing. <laughs> is that is that true? That also sounds very plausible. It is true. And then I tried to ask for his autograph as we were leaving, like walking off the plane through the little, what do you call the the stretchy thing? The, the gang. The jetway. The gangway. The gangplank. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it's a jetway. <laughs> and we were walking through that, and I tried to ask for his autograph. And he didn't hear me. And then my dad asked again louder for me. And then he gave me his autograph, and he was very scary and big. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine you as a seven- to eight-year-old asking anybody for anything, let alone an autograph. And I'm finding (laughs) that uh, you were, as, as was I, a very bashful child. Um, Yeah, it took a lot of guts. It does take a lot of guts. It was pretty crushing when... He ignored me. He probably didn't intentionally ignore you. He seems like the kind of person who has subjected his ears to, like, decades of abuse. That's true. And he also probably just didn't see you, because he's so gigantic. You might have been standing directly underneath him, and his enormous pecs covered you up. Yeah, he is a big man. He's a big man. I don't think anybody would dispute that. This also reminds me that there is... 
I, I know for sure in your house, Jacob, by which I yeah. mean your parents' house, yeah. a, a photograph of you arm locked arm in arm with disgraced ex Minnesota Senator Mr. Alfred Franken. You you took the descriptor right out of my mouth. I was gonna say his, yes, his disgraced. His 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 disgraced hands firmly, firmly grabbing your ass cheek as you as well, you peer scared into the camera. I- I don't I don't know that there's any way that you could confirm that his hand was on my ass cheek. The way that I remember it, it wasn't on my ass cheek. But that is also true. That would have been a... I mean, I consider Jeff Foster a bigger celebrity than Al Franken, but it is true that... Uh, yeah, people don't talk about Michael Jordan and Al Franken in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt that anybody ever has until right now. But yeah, no, it is true that... That's that, that's a pretty good and and you were privy to that somewhat as well, well because I was in the room. But the the, yeah. the story behind that is that when Al Franken was, I think, first running for Senate, that's probably um, right. Yeah, he was. You know, there was uh, he was going around the state drumming up support and stuff, and uh, there happened to be this uh, once every two three years tradition at our high school where we put on a, a, sh- a grand show called the rock and roll revival which is a very big deal um and there are tons and tons of students that are involved in it and lots of people come to see it will and i were both in it will as a singer and dancer and myself as a saxophonist in the in the rock and roll revival band and al franken uh for whatever the motivation might have been attended one of the performances of rock and roll revival. And, uh, after the show, um, he was just like out and about among the crowd that was talking to the people who had been in the show and the throngs of parents and grandparents and relatives and stuff. And, uh, myself and another Jacob, uh, our classmate, Jake, Jacob Jake Lauer. Um, no, his middle name was Jake. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just, no. We're just giving him that to you're, you're just his you're just saying that Jake is what he went I by. Think he, he, at some point, at some point, it's not entirely clear on when. I always knew him as as Jacob Lauer, but he. I remember he went by Jake for a while, but we we went up to Al Franken and asked if uh, if we could have a pick with him and. Al was happy to oblige, mm-hmm. and that yeah, that picture hung in in my childhood home for a while. I don't know if it's still up there. I think I actually remember having a conversation with my mom about this after the disgraceful thing that happened to Al Franken, which caused him to resign. Um, about whether it was still appropriate to have have the show that picture off. As well as a picture that my parents got with Al Franken when they were in Washington, D.C. and had breakfast with him. Oh, wow. Not like one-on-one, but apparently uh, while Al was a senator, he would open up his office to any Minnesotan on like Sunday mornings and they could go and have a big breakfast with him. And they did that and got a pick with him. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of of having dinner with famous people, this was not me, but also my parents. Um, 
<laughs> Let's just tell every story of anyone we know who had an interaction with a famous person. It's, this could sustain itself for another 40 right, minutes. Guys, we're already 10 minutes in here. 12 minutes. Let's just cut no, it. No, I, I want to hear this story. The, the, the last one. Um, my, my parents had, had dinner once with Dan Wilson of Semisonic. I think that's a pretty good That is very good. good one. That is a that's yeah a really... Grammy award winning yeah. musical artist Dan writer Wilson, of right? someone like you, uh, popu- made popular by Adele. Do do you think? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, do, do you do you think <laughs> do you think that song was inspired by either one of your parents? <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly, Jacob. <laughs> okay. All right. Move, move, moving on. <laughs> All right, but yeah, listeners, we'll release an uncut episode that's just juicy celebrity Yeah, guys. we actually talked for 45 more minutes, but we cut Yeah, it. we had to cut some of those. Man, some of those stories were real wacky, yeah. but we had, to, we had to cut some of them out to make time for all of the riveting things that are about to happen. Yeah, um, but speaking of famous people, yeah. generally, biopics center around a famous person. Not always, but... But generally, and that's what we're going to pitch today. I'm not going to lie to you, Luke. I think that a, a biopic about somebody who's not famous, that'd be a real snooze fest. I agree. Because as, you know, I can't, I can't think of one as, that's about a non-famous we, person. Know, but the only people who have interesting lives are people that are famous. Yeah, the Jeff Fosters of the, the Jeff world. Fosters of the world. The, uh, the Dan Wilsons of the world. And the... Jesse Venturas, Jesse Venturas of, the world. of the world. Wow. Now... Um, I could go first. I, please well, do. I guess have we have we properly so, so could I, have we properly know? have we properly uh, set this up? We're doing biopics. There, I properly set it up. Yeah, and it's it's almost entirely at the request of the Meyer family. Yes, because they were the only so, people who voted in our poll. <laughs> should we should we take a moment to explain the poll and the calculated <laughs> errors that were made? <laughs> I think we should. Okay, well, you tell the story. It's your story to tell. Well, so we recorded we recorded an episode, and I I did the du- I I goofed in that this is something you know usually veterans of podcasting will realize that. People are not actually listening to you as you record. You have to publish the episode first. Um, but but we recorded this episode and made mention of the fact that we were going to do a Twitter poll um, about what our next episode should be. And it was between Mission Impossible and Biopic. Um, and, and not five minutes after we finished recording. Not five minutes after, I was like, okay, I'm going to go on to the pitch hunt. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to log in and do this poll. So I, I, I did the poll. First off, uh, at least the default duration for Twitter polls is 24 hours. Maybe you can actually change it, but I, I haven't done any other Twitter polls. So it was only up there for 24 hours. Uh, I tried to get Rob Schneider to boost it, but he didn't retweet it. Um, How many followers do we even have, Will? I think we have like, maybe like, I don't know. It's it's probably in the double digits at this point. Wow. Wow, that's massive. That's more, Thank more, you, more, listeners. That's more than I would have expected. So we, Thank uh, you, <laughs> listeners who have, who have subscribed. Or is that a th- followed us? And uh, those who haven't, get on it. Yeah, you, please, you please. Can be Pitch in the underscore first... hunt. It's can... like... 
Twitter is a, a wonderful garbage place and you should all get on it and, and follow Pitch Hunt Twitter. I will I, I kind of go through bouts of tweeting from the account and it's good fun. Yeah. And if you follow us next time we post a poll that we'll announce at a later date, <laughs> you might actually see it. Yeah, that, yeah, would be, yeah. you know? <laughs> that would be wonderful. And you'll get to see all the times that I harass uh, Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler about things. I get. I, I'll just say that I get a lot of. Uh, I get a, little, get a lot of email notifications about things that Rob Schneider has yeah, <laughs> uh, has posted. That's where I get a hundred percent of my news. Is those emails? That's pretty grim, man. Yeah, it's Ro- like it's, it's turns like out a, that Rob <laughs> Rob Schneider is kind of a piece of shit. So it's a lot of anti vaxxers and like <laughs> and like Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> right. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's always good to. Never mind, it's not good at all. No, but you know, <laughs> they go straight to my spam folder. So, fair enough. Uh, all right, fellas, I'm rarely the one to rein us in, but we're coming up on 20 minutes. I feel like you're you're exclusively the one to rein us in. <laughs> the beginning part is all is the best part. <laughs> yeah, and Jacob, I think we can't let you go first now because that's fine. I, yeah, Jacob, we're we know you'll take you. a lot of time. <laughs> You're not actually going to pitch today. That's okay. I, I understand. I I've been warned about the length, and I have I have broken the promises that I've made so many times that I'm okay with sitting this one out. I will just very briefly say that there was a, just like a phenomenal segue into my pitch, like like 13 minutes ago. But that moment is well and truly passed. Well, what what, what so. was it? What was it? We can. Well, no, we no, can I can, we it. can't do it. Now. We can't do it now because I'm also not going first. Oh man. So Al Al Franken, huh? No, I'm not going first. <laughs> oh wow, Jesse okay, Ventura. But he, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go been... Listen up. Listen up. I'm gonna go last and I'm going to fit my pitch in with whatever amount of time that we have left. Okay. I need to okay. I need to train myself to not go on so many tangents. Okay. Well how about I start it off? Perfect. Okay. The year is 1992. Very good year. Yeah. There's a young child. How young? Uh, let me do some math. Eight. Okay, so it's not one of us. It's not one of us. Okay. My interest is dropped. They're riding on a skateboard and playing a guitar. Clearly, this is going to be the coolest kid of all time, right? I would yeah. think so. Yeah. So we get this little image, and then we pull back and see an adult speaking in the mirror about themselves. They've got little note cards. They're rehearsing for a little interview that they have set up with the magazine. Um, And the interview is just going to be about their background, about their life, their upbringing. It's for uh, just kind of a lengthy expose on the life and success of this person. It is Avril Lavigne. <gasps> no. Everyone's favorite Canadian musician. May she rest the, in after peace. After Drake. May she, after Drake, <laughs> after Justin Bieber. After Neil Young, after Celine Dion. After Great Big C. After uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. So she's in the top 20. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's fair. <laughs> um... And we get these little vignettes, right? It's just her practicing with her note cards. Um, 
And we see her, her grow up. We see her fall in love with music. We see her bopping around on her piano. We see her becoming a teen. We see her getting her first record deal. We see her finding immense success in the music world, touring around the world. Um, so all of this is very much just a straight biopic by the books, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of boring because biopics usually are, Whoa. but kind of great because we get these like little pop gems that she's cranking out. So there's a musical element yeah. that's really nice. Is there a particular like period of her life that we are going to be focusing on? Yeah. So eventually um, she has to go for a glass of water because her throat's getting a little raspy as she practices. Mm, that reminds me. <laughs> go on. Please. <laughs> And uh, as she opens up the fridge, she hears a faint sound in the cellar. So she kind of rolls her eyes and wanders down there. And chained up in her basement (laughs) is Avril Lavigne. What? (laughs) So this is a a biopic about Avril Lavigne's uh, clone who took over her life. Oh, my God. God. That was a twist that I did not see coming. Her her name apparently, according to the webpage that I'm reading right now, is <laughs> Melissa Vandella. <laughs> and what happened was, at some point in Avril Lavigne's life, she got sick of the limelight, oh. and she hired a body double, who is Melissa, um, to take care of the paparazzi for her, to go out in public, to perform concerts. Um, but then eventually, the story goes... Uh, Avril Lavigne dies, right? Oh, yeah. And Melissa had to take over full time. How how did she suppose? But that's not true. How did she suppose? Avril Lavigne was okay. just tied up in her basement gotcha. because she wanted all the fame all the time. That's very plausible. Yeah. So, what was your question there, Jacob? Oh, how? So this is as I am learning. Uh, this is a real like theory that's out there. Yeah, and I can only assume it's the truth. Right, and according to this theory, how did Avril Lavigne die? I think she hanged herself. I thought it was, she just got really sick. Either way, I don't know. It's dark. You know, tweet at us after you've followed us on Twitter. You know yeah. who would... <laughs> Let us know how she died. You know who would be really good, like do a really good Avril Lavigne is Kristen Bell. They, they look quite similar, <laughs> in my opinion. I agree Yeah, I agree and Kristen Bell is a great singer. Yeah, she is. She, she is the only problem with that is that I feel like the t- the period of time in which Avril Lavigne was the the toast of the town was pretty brief, and she was like in her early twenties. Well, this can be present day. Okay, she's she's still a force to be reckoned with. Is is she? And by her, I mean Melissa. Is, is that a, is that a factual statement that you just made right now? Like, I feel like I haven't heard anything about Avril Lavigne in about fifteen years. When did Girlfriend come out, Jacob? I have no idea. When did it come that out? That song slaps. The answer is 2007. That's when that <laughs> song came out. <laughs> All right, so it's off by two years. <laughs> you were way off. <laughs> I, was, I was living in England when that song came out. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but anyway, we learned that she's been tying up the real Avril. Mm-hmm. And... Keeping her alive 
only so that Avril will write songs for her to put back out into the world. Wow. That is so nefarious. Now, does the theory state that Melissa is also doing, like, the singing, though? Yeah, she is doing the singing. Okay. 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 Just not the writing. Not the writing. She can't She can't write like that. I mean, okay. she's one of the top 20 artists to come out of Canada, <laughs> as previously established. So, so true. Um, does... This is a, a terrible question, but does Avril write her own music? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's actually a really good question. Um, probably a mix, right? She probably has collaborators. I I have no idea one way or the other, but I I googled it. Did Avril Lavigne write her own songs? And it just says Avril Lavigne is Melissa. <laughs> Did Melissa write her own songs? Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> There you go. And that was the only Google result, so... It's gotta be true. That's so shady. Is Avril... Yeah, so the back half of this movie, um, the real Avril breaks free from her confinement in the basement. Oh, man. And there is a lengthy house battle where they're hiding and seeking. Oh, wow. And trying to terrorize each other, and, you know, it's gonna be great. This kind of reminds me of that Black Mirror episode with Miley Cyrus. I bet it would. Except to she's me like as a well, robot. If, and, if I'd seen it, and, and she's being replaced by a, ho- a hologram. But other than that, <laughs> very similar. Wait, what? <laughs> in this ep- yeah, in I think it's the. The point is, like, you, it's tough being a pop star. Yeah, you would know, Will. Yeah, I would know as as one. As a pop star yourself, that's true. Will play us a song right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, wait, like for real live, or or should I should yeah. I just duck one in? I was, assu- no, I, was play it live. I was assuming you were gonna duck one in, but now I want nothing more than to hear you play a song live. <laughs> oh boy, I don't have any. Inst- Hold on, you have. I can see a guitar case right so behind you. So can I, and I also know that you have your 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 voice in your hands and your yeah. feet. Yeah, and I play us. Can, can also a, see a, a piano a, behind you. I'm sorry if we're putting you on the spot yeah, and just like play massively. us a Will Hardy rendition of Complicated. Right, maybe zip up your pants too. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. Hey man. <laughs> this is this is a historic moment. Will, but like really zip up your pants. No. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Okay. Okay. Here well. goes. He literally has a shiny guitar in his hands. I gotta look up yeah. the lyrics real quick. Okay. Okay. Um, it's I, I chill wanna... out what you yelling for. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I think that's it. It's just that, that repeated yelling. many times. <laughs> chill out what you yelling for. Chill out. Chill out what you yelling for. Chill out what you yelling for. Chill out what you yelling for. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Oh man, ladies and ladies and I gentlemen, think... All right, yeah. Will Hardy. Here, I'll, I'll just uh, I'm just gonna make this up. Hold on. I think these are the chords. Chill out, what you yelling for? Lay back, it's all been done before, and if. You could only let it be, and you will see. see. Tweet us pictures of you lighting up your lighters and waving them around in the dark. (laughs) I like you the way you are when you're dry 
driving in your car and you're talking to me one on one and you'll become And now picture this song playing as two Avril Lavigne's fight each other in a mansion. <laughs> they both know kung fu for some reason. You got to There we go. <laughs> This song's good yeah. for your vocal range, Will. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 No, no. I think that's all it is. Wow. Yeah, that it turned out to be grossly the wrong key, but that I mean for my vocal range, but you know. <laughs> well, thank you, no. thank you for doing that. That was an absolute delight. Thank, yeah, thanks. It was a delight, and I think it set the like serious, my pants intense battle tone for my film. Yeah, like I. <laughs> now y'all can picture it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be. <laughs> I'm gonna do the original music for this one. It'll just be that. Um, <laughs> Me, you, you me, might want to me, me starting to play uh, Avril Lavigne, uh, not knowing the words, uh, uh, starting in a key that is not suitable for my <laughs> vocal range, and with my pants unzipped, you know. And I'm just gonna do that, and uh, there'll be something raw about that, something sort of authentic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I, I I promise I I do sing better than that uh, when I can hear myself. And don't have headphones on, and and if you're there listening and thinking that's not possible, <laughs> well, check them out on SoundCloud. Yeah, check me out on SoundCloud. Also, I do the music for this this podcast. Yeah. All right, Luke. Do you have do you have more to your pitch, or are we going to transition beautifully yeah, into so, one of those so, jingles that Will wrote for this podcast? Basically, it, the film just ends with original OG Avril Lavigne. Winning her freedom, and then the reporter showing up, and she's just kind of blood soaked. Nice. And the reporter's like, "Hey, do you have anything to say?" And <laughs> I, I discovered that this movie takes place in 2015, just now. <laughs> and the movie ends with her being like, "Yeah, I'd like to formally announce that I'm divorcing Chad Kroger of Nickelback." <laughs> Because Melissa married him. It wasn't Avril. She wouldn't do that. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, she's better than that. And I I, I can just imagine the audience seeing a weight lift off the real Avril's face as she as she announces that. Though it is it is kind of a bittersweet ending. Because that was one of the the great rock couples uh, of all time, perhaps. Maybe maybe she's she usurps Melissa's role after killing her, and she's she's uh, about to uh, talk to Chad, and and they get in like Chad brings up their wedding, and she's like, "We we're not married. I don't know you." And then he's like, "Look at, Look this, at this photograph." photograph! <laughs> uh, that would be the perfect ending. That's beautiful. Uh, the perfect ending to a, a perfect biopic that I didn't know that I wanted to see until right now. I had no idea that Avril Lavigne's life was so. Uh, what what would what would the adjective be? Ah! I guess the, the adjective would be complicated. <laughs> I don't get it. 
Uh, well, I hardly pitched that. I mean, ship I, sh- that. I, I would even ship it. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. Well done, Luke. You're up next, and I'm also going to say that we have a requirement for you to play a song in each pitch now for the rest of this episode. All right. Uh, 100%. Okay, okay. And maybe Um, in every pitch that we do on this podcast from now on. Well, my idea is uh, scarcely an idea, first of all, but secondly, (laughs) um, not particularly conducive to musical accompaniment, but I can can work around it. Here we go. You can put music to anything. Um, Guys. The elevator. Pi- this is an elevator pitch. This is not. This is no normal pitch. This is like, uh, I say one sentence and fucking dollar signs light up your eyes, baby. All right, ready, ready for this. Ready for I'm this. Ready. I'm ready. Okay. As we all know, Daniel Day Lewis. He's he's taken a break from acting. He he he's he acted his last act for the moment. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So. My biopic is going to be a biopic of Daniel Day-Lewis that will be released as a non-actor. That will be released yeah, as a non-actor that will be released after he dies and it's directed by Richard Linklater and it, and will be filmed over the next many decades of his <laughs> life. Who will star in this film? Daniel Day-Lewis as himself. Well, but he's done acting. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't act. He actually just assumes the role because he's a method actor. So now, by him just being Daniel Day-Lewis, he is acting as Daniel Day-Lewis. So he is, is that, acting. He just doesn't know it. Is that going to be the title of the, the film, <laughs> being Daniel Day-Lewis? Yes. That's, that's a little bit derivative, Will, I got to say. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll find a different title. <laughs> being... Um, uh, it, it's gonna be being John Malkovich, except instead of John Malkovich, it's Daniel Day Lewis. How about like you know, Will? I, I like this idea, but you've got some competition. Jacob mentioned John Malkovich, and then we also have this Nick Cage movie coming out in the near future where he plays himself. And we also have the Shia LaBeouf movie where he plays his own dad. Yeah, I mean, so there's a there's a healthy market for it, and. This think of this as like a investment in the future, you know. The, the, I know Richard's going to be kind of busy with his his other what 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 the fuck is he doing? Is it merrily we roll along? What the? Yeah, I think it is that. Um, but you know he 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 can juggle multiple projects. He's a he's a a very good time manager. Anyway, uh, here I'm going to write a song for the. This is going to be the theme for Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, being, Daniel, De- being John Malkovich, the Daniel Day-Lewis story. 
I feel like you're missing an opportunity to call it something like a, a day as Daniel Lewis or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. A day to remember forever. <laughs> Lewis. That works, too. Uh, and then in parentheses... Daniel. <laughs> this movie takes place over... 25,000 days. Yeah. Oh, my God. 500 days of Daniel Lewis. Daniel. 525,600 days of Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's, I hope he's got more than... That would be like 150 years. Yeah. I hope he's got less than that amount of time left and more than 500 days. Hey, dude. I think we're on the verge of... Coming up with a title. Science allowing us to become a mortal. Oh, We've almost okay. cracked this up, guys. Let's just say Daniel Day-Lewis is going to die in like 40 years? How he's going to live to... He's 62. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay, say he lives to 92. Yes. That's like about 30 years. It could be called Daniel Day of the Dead. Daniel Uh, Day of the Dead. Daniel Uh, Day of the Dead. (laughs) Okay, okay. We're cooking with gas here. Daniel Day of the Dead. We wait till Daniel Day Lewis dies. We exhume his corpse. And then we weekend with with Bernie's um, Daniel Day Lewis. Um, Richard Linklater, I assume, is going to outlive Daniel Day-Lewis, right? He's only, like, in his 50s, right? They're both going to be immortal. Yeah. Okay. I'm not on board with this idea, Luke, of them being immortal. That's that's cheap. We we live in reality. (laughs) Anyway. Are you one of the... Do you think science doesn't exist, Jacob? Are you one of those people? Let's wait until after the song to discuss this. (laughs) The Daniel Day is done. But we still got a movie. So we're gonna put it in our futuristic DVD player. It's Daniel Day of the Dead. It's like all of his other movies. Except in this one, he's a zombie. Whoa. And it's autobiographical. <laughs> nice. So That was very nice, but you, you, you brought in a... A stunning new top <laughs> plot point there, Will. Yeah, I like that plot point, though. Because it's true. I mean, is it? I guess Will would be the one with the answer to that. Is he going to be a zombie in this movie? You, you've you gone so far from what you originally said this movie was going to well, be. I no longer know. It's Daniel Day of the I Dead. I no longer know what to, you what gotta to think do, this movie You've got to do some speculative... This is the thing, right? You've got to be a little bit of a futurist when it comes to this pitch because uh-huh. um, one can only postulate that by the time this movie comes out and Daniel Day-Lewis is dead, they will have... You know, the, the voodoo magic technology um, will have advanced to the point where they like zombies are now technologically possible you know you're talking to a real luddite here though will (laughs) (laughs) well uh basically they'll just they'll find a way to make zombies um (coughs) but also probably by that point uh we'll be having mainly sort of like 
plant and synthetic meat based diet. So like they, they might not eat brains. They might just eat like beyond brains, you know? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and so Daniel Day Lewis, because he's a wealthy man and he has uh, en- enough resources and, and money to actually afford the zombification process, he, he'll, he'll opt into it and Richard Lankelater will film him. And that's the biopic. That's a that's a biopic, right? No, this is the 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 problem that I have with everything that you've said so far is that (laughs) what you're pitching is like some kind of weird, wacky narrative movie, which is, and I I get that that's kind of what you're you're trying you're trying to you're trying to be bold and throw and turn biopics on their head, but yeah, well, why can't you play it straight like I did? (laughs) Why why do you have to play it so fast and loose all the time, Will? Well, the thing is, I already already did a musical biopic of um, Tim Apple. No, um, Steve Steve Apple, Steve Gates. Yeah, Steve Steve Apple, and father of Tim Apple. So I I um I don't know. I just felt like I'd get a little wet and wild with this one. Also, let me fuck with your brain here for a little bit, right? Uh huh. Documentaries. Yes. Are just like where the subject is a person. Yes. Are just biopics being filmed at the time of the biography of the bio, of the of the bi- biography. The being filmed if 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 the filmmaker <laughs> is part of the biopic, then yes. you got yourself a documentary. But mm. it's still a biopic. I don't just sit with that for a little while. No, something becomes biography after the moment has passed. Yeah, but you know, people are gonna watch the film after the moment has passed. Not biopics are in the either. eyes of the beholder, is what I'm saying, right? And and we can still no, that's, we can still that's add, not. I, I don't accept that. We can we can still add the, yeah. the hallmarks. If you of want a Avatar to be a biopic, <laughs> sure. No, 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 because Avatar is not biographical, or is it? I'm talking about The Last Airbender, though. <laughs> Does that change your opinion? That might be a biopic. I, oh boy. Because it's, it's about The Last Airbender, right? Well, if it in were, the same way. All right, maybe, if it were Avatar maybe we Rise just... of the Airbenders or something like that, some stupid title like that, oh, then it would not be a biopic. <laughs> The the presence of the word last in the title does not I I I don't understand where where this conversation is going at all. Can you just ship it? Yeah, maybe pitch? we should just agree agree to not ship it and think, we should move on. I don't on. think I want to ship this. I, I feel like the the substance of what you've pitched so far has been so all over the place <laughs> that I, I don't know what I would be shipping. Is it like the concept of a movie by Richard Linklater? about Daniel Day-Lewis in some capacity. Like, you've been throwing you've been throwing wet pieces of paper at a wall to see okay. if one of them would stick. And I don't know that any of them have stuck. Richard Linklater... I have a solution, though. Yeah, go ahead. To this problem. So I think we can not ship the movie idea. Yes. Because I do agree with you, Jacob. But that song, though... Okay. Let's ship that there song. There are two things that I would ship. I would ship the song, and I would uh, ship the title, Daniel Day of the Dead. If that... Thank you. Yeah. So I came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I pitched um, Will's song and Luke's title, or I, I ship those two, two between aspects. Between those things, we have a shipped movie, right? It's more like we have a shipped 
a really a shipped song, which would be a first. Yeah, but well, you know, I have a feeling it's going to be, you know, I think when you see this, however, however you want it, however you want to take it, you can take it because everything's in the eye of the beholder, right? (laughs) Listen, I understand you guys are not. I I can't win you guys over, but when you see this movie, guys, and it will get made as all of our movies do. Well, yeah. um, like yeah, I'm I'm knocking on Richard Linklater's door. You gotta right after understand, this, Richard this Linklater. He just he, you know, they say that a movie is made three times, right? You got the time when you're filming, you got the time when you're editing, and and then you got the the time when oh wait no hold on it's different. Feel- you you got the time when you write the movie, you got the time when you film the movie, and you got the time when you edit the movie, right? And the wonderful thing about Richard Linklater is he just like doesn't do the first two ones. He just like he just like films a bunch of bullshit and then he just like edits it into a story. He's really really good so at that. That's not at all it's, true. He's really really good at that. <laughs> a, that's not true. <laughs> On B. this very podcast, we we talked about this <laughs> when you first pitched a Richard Linklater movie, <laughs> and I learned nothing. And what Jacob and I told you. <laughs> Was that he, in fact, meticulously writes right. out every single word of his script. <laughs> right. And even with all of that being said, you said that he does one of those three, but two of the three are filming and editing, which are the two, and he things, does both which of are them. The two things that you said that he does do. Okay, guys, uh, can you just, can you just, can you just uh, ship my movie? No. Yeah, we can ship your song. We'll ship the song. We'll ship the we song. We can ship the song, buddy. With the title attached to it. Um, maybe, you know what you might have to do is workshop your idea. I know that's a revolutionary <laughs> right. concept for Fine. you, but maybe come back in a later episode with a more coherent idea for an actual movie right. well, out we of have, the We have 15 minutes that left. Have. That's enough time for like a quarter of a Jacob pitch. So let's, <laughs> let's, get, let's get on with this. Yeah. All right. And uh, listeners... Go over to the iTunes store and download Daniel Day of the Dead. That hot single that's climbing up the charts. Yeah. That I really enjoyed. I'm not gonna not gonna pretend that I didn't enjoy that a great deal. Please recommend your friends to listen to our podcast. We'd really love it. It would mean a lot if they give us a shot. Sometimes there's songs. All right. So the segue <laughs> that presented itself for me 40 minutes ago was uh, when Luke was talking about the experience that he had with Jesse, the body Ventura. Um, and uh, the, the, the one major takeaway that he had uh, that wasn't that he didn't hear him when he asked in his little flute of a voice for an autograph was that uh, <laughs> he was a very big man. You know who else was a very big man? Andre, Andre the, Giant. the Giant. He was a very big man, but the man that my biopic is going to be about was even bigger than that. What? No. Hmm. <laughs> Physically bigger? Yeah. Shaq? Uh, I don't know if Shaq... I think Andre the Giant definitely at least weighed more than Shaq. I think Andre the Giant weighed like 450 pounds. Uh, not, we're not talking weight. We're talking height. The, my biopic is going to be... A uh, 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 let's call it a a biopic plus where we reimagine the life of the world's tallest man, Robert Wadlow, Ooh. who stood a towering eight feet eleven inches tall. My God, that's a that is a. 
bad, a big lad. He was he was a large lad. Absolute unit that. Uh, without question. Um, the the sad thing about Robert Wadlow is that because he, I mean, he had a, I think, a pituitary condition that uh, was the reason for his extreme height. He died when he was only twenty two years old. So we're gonna oh. we're gonna pitch a biopic that includes his early life, but then uh, retcons a, a happy end to his life ah. because uh, it was actually this very day today earlier today that I was reminded of the fact that he only lived to twenty two years old and that made me very sad. So how tall was he as a baby? I would assume like seven feet tall. Oh, that's going to be a great opening scene. <laughs> he just slides out of there, all seven feet of him. Um, <laughs> let's see. So he uh, doesn't say how how old or how big he was when he was a baby on his Wikipedia, which is a little bit unfortunate. I mean, I assume if it's a pituitary issue, he was probably a normal-sized baby. He, yeah, he was one foot eight inches, so 20 inches, and weighed eight pounds, five ounces at birth. Hmm. But then, so... Sure, we're going to tell the the whole story of Robert Wadlow over the course of this biopic. So it's going to include uh, his birth in Alton, Illinois, to Harold Franklin and Addie May Addie May Wadlow. Um, Will we see his conception in graphic detail? That'll be the opening of the film. <laughs> will be uh, will be Harold and Addie going at it. Um, I shot my Wadlow. <laughs> sometime. <laughs> So, sometime in in mid nineteen seventeen was when the conception would have happened. So perhaps they were they were celebrating a, a, a successful battle in the in the in World War One. You know, <laughs> maybe they they got news over the over the newspaper that the the boys the boys over the boys over in Europe had uh, had fought and and won a great battle. They had been able to move their trench. You know, a good eighteen inches forward, uh, and so they get to fucking, and then it's gonna. At, at, after that point, uh, we're gonna see a little bit of the pregnancy, but not a whole lot of it because, you know, there's lots of lots more of this story to be told. And then we're gonna see the day that he was born. We're gonna see little Robbie uh, enter screaming into the world. Uh, we're gonna see him be spanked by his doc, uh, and we'll uh, we'll see we'll see his parents drive home in their model model a ford uh not knowing that their son is would turn into uh such a such a a a, a titan uh, a a modern day titan but what we will see is that as the several years go by as really by by the time he is a a, a bit a, a one-year-old he uh he stood three feet six inches tall um, which is the size of a normal five-year-old. So we'll see some of the challenges that come with that. There are going to be some hilarious scenes of them going to going to get some jumbo-sized baby bassinets, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, extra big suckers. Uh, him wearing his his much older brother's, uh, you know, his 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 six-year-old brother's shoes as as a toddler and one-year-old. Um, and then so. Just as as a matter of giving you some facts, three feet six inches when he was one year old. He was three years old when he reached five years. 
Excuse me. He was three away. <laughs> not, not a, He's skipping time, not too. Only, not only was he gigantic, he was also a time lord. He was five feet tall at the age of three. He was six feet tall at the age of eight. So um, we may, we may, you know, we'll see, we'll see a couple scenes of him when he was very young, but then we'll we'll skip to his his second grade basketball team, uh, and we'll see we'll see Robbie Wads, uh, who is going to be as a, as a small child, he's going to be portrayed by a, a baby faced actor, like adult actor. Um, so I don't know Zach Galifianakis. Zach, Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> most definitely. So he might be a little short to play him, but Zach Zach will play him as an eight year old uh, on his basketball team, um, and you know he's he's surrounded by he's surrounded by you know a bunch of a bunch of little shorties. He's approximately at that age about two feet taller than your average kid. And what age is he at that age? <laughs> at that age. Uh, he actually his age catches up to the years, so he is wow. he is eight once again. Uh, and you know what? I think that actually makes for a few good scenes of him of him slipping through time. So of course, as a small child, he he found a time portal, um, and the the time portal allowed him to teleport into another dimension. Um, and this other dimension, it's actually not another dimension; it's just a. Uh, it's just a portal that brings him to one of the moons of Jupiter oh. where, uh, and on the moons of Ju- So Jacob, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not really one to talk cause I didn't play my biopic too straight, but you were given Willie a hard time for bending reality with his. I, I explain what you mean. I don't understand what you're saying. You don't think that this actually happened. <laughs> I mean, I've listened Checkmate, to the, Luke. <laughs> I've listened to the Sufjan Stevens song about him which will you should be playing right now? Oh man! And and he didn't mention that. He didn't mention that. I don't think because Sufyan would omit such a detail. Well, I I see your point, Luke, and uh, I I do agree that I'm being a hypocrite here. But I will say that at at the top of this pitch, I did say that I'd be taking some creative liberties with his life, and this is going to be really important information down the road. Um, okay. So, ship it or don't ship it but this is just this is just the way that it's going to go because it it's very important for the later plot of the film understand understood so he goes to the moon of jupiter uh for two years which is the reason that he was five years old when he was the age of three um but also it's the reason that he began to grow so large because you see on this moon of jupiter Gravity is not nearly as strong as it is on Earth. Uh, so, what's the oxygen situation like? Um, the oxygen situation, you know what? Wouldn't you know it? There's breathable air on this moon of huh. Jupiter. Yeah, it's it's one of it's one of those moons of Jupiter that, like, mm, let's see, uh, the icy one, right? The icy one where there's there's like a bunch of water, right? Oh yeah, there there are all those air pockets coming out of the there ice. There are all those air pockets that are coming out of the ice. So there he befriends a, a species of alien penguin um who lead him to air because when he first arrives, he just kind of crawled into this into this time portal and ended up uh on the moon of Jupiter and he's like he's like, "Gee willikers, uh I'm a, I'm a little guy and uh I don't think I'm going to be able to breathe here." But a a friendly space penguin takes him literally under his wing and brings him over to an air pocket. 
Um, and there he is able to survive eating a regurgitated space fish from this uh, space penguin and growing at just a tremendous rate because not only is the gravity less there, uh, but he, uh, he gets all these these exotic space nutrients, which you know people on Earth normally don't eat them, um, so they normally. don't get the same. Normally don't, so they don't get the same uh, extreme growth benefits that that little Robbie does. Um, yeah, but two people we mentioned earlier did eat them: Jeff Foster and Jesse Ventura, both. Yeah, yeah. seriously, they're large men. They're they're large and in charge, and that's that's one of the secrets um, that. Most major sports won't tell you. Human growth hormone, steroids, they're all synthesized from space fish. Wow. <sighs> Just saying, hand to God, that's the truth. And this, I know, might be shocking for a lot of our listeners out there, but it's better you know about it now. Um, in any case, <laughs> Robbie comes back after his two years on the, the moon of Jupiter and uh, is, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a real big lad. Um, and so in the eyes of his parents, he had crawled off, you know, a normal sized toddler, perhaps. And then he came back and he was like, you know, five feet tall. And they're just like, boy, howdy, did Robbie ever uh, have a growth spurt while we were out looking for him? Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So he is growing up. He's Zach Galifianakis now. He's eight years old. He's playing on his basketball team, absolutely dominating other kids uh, in the paint he he is such a matchup nightmare for the opposing coaches that uh it's it's truly remarkable um so robbie at the age of eight receives a basketball scholarship um to the university of california los angeles um and as he continues his studies you know he's eight years old but he has been promised a spot on the on the bruins team um, so we see him, you know, go through the foibles of, a of the life of, of most any, uh, eight to 18 year olds. You know, he has his, he has his crushes. He has, uh, he has his heartbreaks. He has his, uh, struggles with school. Um, but all this time, whenever he's feeling particularly stressed out, he goes to the time portal and goes back to, oh. uh, he goes back to the moon of, of Jupiter and spends a little time with his space penguin friends. Um, so although it does seem that he's a, you know, he's a pretty normal kid, he is also growing to just be incredibly tall. By the time he's 18 years old, he is eight feet, four inches tall. Whoa. Um, and he, that's pretty big. That's, you know what? That's, that's real big. Um, and so at this point, uh, I don't think Zach Galifianakis can play him anymore. So we're, (laughs) we're going to switch to another actor. Um, and, I think seeing, having seen him act in the John Wick franchise, I think that Boban Marjanovic um, um, has the acting chops to to pull off an eighteen year old. Uh, he's the big, very fella, tall person. Right? He's a real big fella. Yeah, he's I think seven feet three inches tall. So that's a really good pick, Jacob. Thank you. Um, he's still like a foot shorter than uh, than 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 little Robbie was um, in real life at that point in his life, but. Uh, we'll cast people who are uh, below average height, so it'll make him it'll make him stand out as the as the big old redwood that he really was. Tom Cruise will play every other <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a great challenge for Tom. Um, so he goes off at that point to UCLA, um, and 
once again, although the the, the competition has somewhat uh, aged up and and gotten more height appropriate, he's still a, over a foot taller than anybody else he plays. And uh, after his freshman year at UCLA, he is drafted uh, into, let's see, the NBA in 1936 probably did not exist. Uh, he, you know what he does? He moves to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And what he decides is that he is going to start a basketball team. That basketball team, the Washington Generals. Oh, man. Best known as the foil for the Harlem Globetrotters. Ah. But in their original version, this Washington Generals team is led by none other than Robert Wadlow. And so he leads the Washington Generals to an undefeated record against and starts the basically starts the rivalry between the Washington Generals and the Harlem Globetrotters. And as he gets on, okay. as he gets on in age... Uh, the rivalry continues, but the Harlem Globetrotters uh, get more and more tired of being uh, being dunked on, both physically and emotionally, spiritually and mentally, by this gentle giant, Robert Wadlow. Um, and so it is agreed that he will be banned from basketball, and also what? the Harlem Globetrotters will beat the Washington Generals in every single game they ever play from here on out. Oh. Jacob, this ending is almost more sad than <laughs> his tragic death. You're right. I, 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 in real life. I realize that now as I'm saying it. So we're going to make... We're going to make... Uh, we're going to... Ah, boy. I we, think we're gonna, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I okay. got it. He, okay. Because he's so dominant, he's actually behind the invention of the three-pointer. Sure. That's all I got. And he can just... <laughs> He can just dunk from behind the three-point arc. I thought that was I thought that was the beginning of a statement. Well, just just because like, in was, order to okay. give other team the other team an advantage, they they invented the three-pointer because he's really bad at shooting, but but just great at like kind of just dropping the ball in. You know, I think that's I think that's a really nice idea. Well, yeah. So he he as it turns out, yeah. They're going to ban him from basketball, but he's like, you know what? I have this idea. I everybody else is at a competitive disadvantage because I'm nearly nine feet tall, and I literally don't have to jump to put the put the ball in the hoop. Um, so let us let us make a mark for equality for people of all shapes and sizes. We will have a three point line, and if you I are like a skilled voice. shooter, <laughs> thank you. If you are a skilled shooter, you can compete even against the the likes of me, Robbie Wadlow, the Big Rob. Man, this guy he should run for office after this because he's so good at making like compromises and stuff. He he you know what he does? He he goes back to Washington where the Washington Generals were founded, and he sits down with uh Harry Truman and he <laughs> says, Harry, uh <laughs> I'm fla- I'm floundering here, guys. If you hadn't noticed, Harry, I I I I I've made <laughs> And this I know is you're also... planning on bombing Hiroshima, but <laughs> but what if you sent me instead as a goodwill ambassador? And, and then so he say, parachutes down into Japan. He parachutes down into Japan, and everybody there is so delighted. I think to it see would be him. better if there was just a scene where he 
dangled out of a plane <laughs> and then his feet were on the ground and he just got out of it <laughs> no parachute needed that's what'll happen and he uh will well he's in japan He'll ingratiate himself to the people of Japan. He will introduce the game of basketball to them, and they'll nice. be so they'll be so grateful to him uh, that they'll decide that they don't want to be at war again. And uh, and Emperor Hirohito will call up uh, Adolf Hitler, Hitler, and be like, "There's this really tall guy who's awesome, and he thinks that we should stop the war." And Hitler will be like, "What? Like, uh, like a guy who's like six foot five? And the emperor will be like, no, get this. He is eight feet, 11 inches tall. And Hitler's like, wow, that's very tall. You know what? Anyone that... Best not Nazi anymore. (laughs) No. Let's, 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 you know, what have we really been doing? We've, we've been, uh, we've been all about divisiveness, but here we have this man who is so much taller than everyone else. And he could be such a jerk if he wanted to, to other people, but all he wanted to do is bring people together and allow shorter people to play basketball well as well. So, you know what? This has changed me as a person. Let's all, uh, instead of killing each other and fighting and persecuting, let's all, uh, let's all just play some basketball. And so they play basketball until the end of days, and they all live happily ever after at the end. Ooh, I got a great final scene. So yeah. very old Robert Wadlow. Uh-huh. He has been going around the world spreading the new good news of basketball, right? Right, right. He's in China. Yes. And this very, very, very small kid comes up to him, and he's like, kid, let me show you this portal and they go into the portal to the to the moon of Jupiter uh-huh. and play with the penguins and eat the space uh vitamins and uh-huh. and then and then the chinese kid comes back and is like wow that was really good thanks for showing me that portal but he says it in chinese or whatever right. and then and then and then what robert wadlow's like well my time on earth my my job is done and he just he he just kind of like a like a Jedi kind of just fades into nothingness. Sure. Um, and then it turns out that 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 little Chinese boy was, was Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. That's literally the perfect ending to my film. Will, thank you. Thanks. So much. Can I get a Can I get a ship for that? You get. <laughs> well, first you first you have to play your Robert Wadlow song. Oh man. Or a Yao Ming song. Or a Yao Ming song. Hold on. Hold on. Ah. Let's do this one in A. All right. Wad low, wad high. I am a really about tall guy. Wad low, (laughs) wad high. I am a really tall guy. And I'm really, really good at basketball. I'm really good at basketball. I went to a portal on a moon of Jupiter. And I met some penguins. I met some penguins. The end. That was maybe the best yet, Will. I was really inspired. I like the depths of the, 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 excuse me, the depth of the lyrics. Thank you. <laughs> really nice. Really uh, nice. All right. What do you think, guys? I think you were pretty good when it comes to brevity and concisitude. <laughs> sort of. 
Um, and yeah, yeah, I think we're only nine minutes. We gotta over, ship it, and I, I totally ship it. I totally All ship right. it. Nice. Uh, I totally ship it too, uh, listeners. I know what you're thinking about this episode. <laughs> you're thinking, "Wow, how did their pitches get even better?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. We thought that they'd already done the best pitches that that could have been done. <laughs> Uh, but today we reached a new high, yeah. and you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And for those of you out there that wanted our biopic episode to be more dry and factual, go suck an egg. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys, you two people who we're not going to mention. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. No. 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 I. I don't. I don't endorse that. I, I'm already on. I'm already on thin ice with one of the people that you're talking about. So I. I do not endorse what Will just said. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that I I love all of you. <laughs> Cop out. And I'm not affiliated with Will's statement either. Um, what are we doing next week? Oh, good question. I guess we could do the runner-up, Mission Impossible. We could, but I, I, we do owe our fans a fantasy at some point. Wait, didn't we already? Wait, did we not do that? I thought we already did. Did we? I I feel like we've had fantastic elements and quite a few pitches recently okay that's fine we can do mission impossible yeah all right so are we are we uh are we then pitching mission impossible the next mission impossible or just a spinoff we'll put a poll up on twitter (laughs) (laughs) yeah get get ready for our poll guys a clarifying poll (laughs) and i will not post it right after we get done recording this (laughs) you know you will yeah um where can we find us uh we have a, a website pitchhunt.org uh it's updated every time we uh we post an episode i pick out a picture that i think represents every episode out of that uh beautiful library of uh non-copyrighted pictures i guess <laughs> so if, you, if you want to see that go ahead and take a look <laughs> Uh, we're on social at pitch underscore hunt, where you can participate on that lovely poll. Yes, please do. And you can email us. Um, lately, we've been getting mostly critical emails, which is I fine. I have no problem you with know, that. We're, we're, yeah, we're not offended in any way. Yeah, we like it we, doesn't make we us invite positive and uh, constructive <laughs> feedback. We certainly don't cry alone for no, hours after reading no. them. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, that's info at pitchhunt.org. I'm Luke at pitchhunt.org. I'm Jacob I'm, at pitch. Oh, I'm boy. Will at pitchhunt.org. <laughs> I'm Jacob at pitchhunt.org. <laughs> All right, Will, play us out. Uh, wait, that's not gonna work. Well, okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll figure something out. Oh yeah, we do usually <laughs> play music over. <laughs> over the fade out anyway hopefully this will be that's in the right just will that's always will playing live <laughs> this will, this will just like it is now right, in the right key <laughs> wad low wad low wad high Hi. i'm a really tall guy nailed it hey hey guys hey 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 audience we love you we love you we like love love you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are in love with For you. For real though. We want to marry you. <laughs> uh and we, and will. we will. Stay pitchy out there. Stay pitchy. I think in yeah, meet us in international waters mm-hmm. cuz it's probably legal to marry all of you at once. We'll see you there in the mass ceremony. Bye. We'll tweet out the coordinates. <laughs> bye bye. bye.